0: go back to the pen. He oh, caught it! He took it back! He's doing everything right now. That ball is gone! What a bullet by Devers. I love to see the exit velocity on that one. Hello and welcome to another edition of the TC and Company podcast. Tom Karen with you here at Fenway Park, where the Red Sox uh, opened up their first series of August, uh, an extra innings loss to the Atlanta Braves. Good game. Uh, back and forth throughout Red Sox kept coming back in the end uh, it was the Braves the defending world champs uh, who come out on top Uh, we'll hear this week from Christian Arroyo who has been on an absolute tear eight games since returning from the uh, groin strain he's hitting over 400 hit a big two-run home run last night uh, just crushing one to dead center Little to the right, little uh, opposite field side of dead center, but uh, he's been really fun to watch since coming back. He's been on a tear, and we'll hear from Arroyo. But we begin as always with the company of the TC and Company. Tyler Baronski is with us, and uh, the big news, you know, Monday was the off day, Tyler, uh, and coming off uh, a series loss in Kansas City uh, was bad enough, and getting to the Chris Sale news on Tuesday was bad enough, but in the middle of all that. We found out uh, officially, I'd known for a little while, but officially Dennis Eckersley giving word uh, that he would be uh, retiring from broadcasting at the end of the season. Now, he came on the show last night, and I had him on, and uh, he and I talked a lot about the last 20 years and our relationship. So we won't go through all that again. You can find that uh, online. Uh, But but I'm curious, uh, for you being here a few years now and being around, uh, you know, watching this team over the years, watching Eck, uh, just uh, how you felt when you heard that and just what are your thoughts on Dennis Eckersley as a broadcaster
1: yeah I mean it's first it's just been a pleasure <laughs> watching and getting to know him for the last few years here you it's funny because you see how fun and personable he is on air he is like that too when you get him talking uh, off air as well so I've always enjoyed my time with Eck um and you know it's bittersweet for Sox fans definitely um it's obviously been a lot of turnover but, you know Jerry and Eck now um so it's gonna have a new look. But um, I'm happy for him. Obviously, the reasons are so he can spend more time with his grandchildren and be more at home where he's based in California. So I'm happy for him at the end of the day. But yeah, it'll it'll be uh, very strange to not see him in the booth next year.
0: I think with that, more more than most people I know, he goes all in on everything he does. He was all in as a pitcher. He's all in as a broadcaster. He wants to be all in as a grandfather. He wants to be present Mm. when he's with the kids, not keeping an eye on the TV or looking at notes, because that's who he is. If he was doing games, he would not be able to turn away and be all in. So I I totally get it, and 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 I think you know he's a special guy because of that, because he does want to be all in, fully present in whatever he's doing.
1: Yeah, I know when he's not, he's done with our games. He goes watches the West Coast games. So to your point, he is always all in and focus and i love a line he said yesterday in our open in the live game broadcast you know he loved being here in boston because boston fans the city matches yeah. his passion his energy his love for it and um it's just been the right fit in that sense so um but yeah sad to see him go and um you know but hopefully see him around you know i know he's still going to do some ambassador work here with the red sox yeah so hopefully he'll, see him around.
0: he'll be up in the Legend suite yeah. as a legend waving uh, to his adoring <laughs> crowd uh, and we've still got him for a couple of months so let's not uh Fully yeah. wrap it up, just left. All right, Tyler, we're going to keep you here. Uh, we'll, we'll have you back at the end of the podcast. Uh, a special, uh, here's a little tease, a special announcement coming up at the end of the podcast from Tyler. But first, here's the conversation with Christian Arroyo. Uh, again, another couple of hits last night. Uh, he's been the best-hitting uh, player on the roster. One of the best-hitting players in baseball since coming back from the groin injury. Uh, again, eight games. But if you go back before the injury, half-dozen games or so, he was on a tear before that, too. Went healthy. It's a real impact bat in this lineup. Uh, injuries have been the issues. Great conversation about all of that and more this week with Christian Arroyo on the TC & Company podcast. All right, so here on the podcast each week, we have to give the people what they want, and the people want more Christian Arroyo. There's wow. no, just no getting around that right now. So our guest this week... Is uh, I just read on on Twitter, one of the writers called you, a.k.a. Babe Ruth. Oh,
2: that's uh, cool. Christian Arroyo. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I would hope so. Yeah, I'm good.
0: Yeah, you're yeah, healthy, I'm you're good. playing, you're yes. hitting. Yeah. Uh, after everything you've been through, and we won't go all the way back. I know. But even <laughs> this year, <laughs> just battling back from the groin, getting yeah. back out here, being able to be healthy and play, how good does it feel?
2: Yeah, it feels great. I mean, obviously, this is why we're here. We want to play baseball. So any time that that's kind of taken away from you for a little bit, whether it's A little amount of time, you know, like for me earlier, having a little bit of COVID, and then uh, the groin thing. It's just kind of nagging, gets annoying, but uh, it's part of it. So anytime it's taken away from you, it's it's a pain in the butt. But uh, you got to find a way to kind of turn the page and get back as soon as you can.
0: Everybody talking about eight games since you come back. You've been red hot, but let the record show you were red hot for eight, ten games before the injury too. Yeah,
2: right. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's working on some stuff, trying to simplify some things. um, You know. Stick with an approach that I think is going to work, and uh, yeah, I mean the results have obviously been showing up. But again, I understand that uh, baseball is a game of ups and downs. You know, it's uh, beginning of the year. You know, I was hitting the ball hard and not getting hits. It's just kind of how it is. So um, yeah, I mean it's always fun to be in a position where you feel like you're in control in the box. Um, obviously, all these guys that we're facing are unbelievable. This is the big leagues for a reason, but. Uh, yeah, just want to keep rolling and uh, stick with that same approach.
0: You talk about working on things and simplifying things. Take us into the cage a little bit. What have you worked on? Yeah. What do you think you're doing right now that maybe is something you've worked on and you're seeing the results yeah. now to go along with the process?
2: Yeah, you know, I think uh, Louis helped me out a lot with the mental side of it. Um, it's really easy to say simplify from a mechanical standpoint, but uh, I think simplifying from an approach standpoint is even more important. Um, you know, they say big thoughts equal big actions, so... Uh, when you're trying to hit the homer, you might do something where your body kind of overcompensates and tries to do a little bit more than it should. So uh, for me, it's just been staying crisp and just trying to put a swings on the ball and just trying to hit the ball hard. Um, you know, the rest will kind of take care of itself if you if you clip it in the air, and it's a homer, it's a homer. If not, you know, it's a hard single or you make an out. It is what it is. So um, I think that's the simplifying the approach has definitely helped the most, and I think that starts. Uh, honestly, at the beginning of my routine, just kind of simplifying things off the tee, um, you know, taking under control swings, and then if you feel like you did something wrong, really diving in and then figuring out exactly how to make that adjustment.
0: You hit the home run last night, Tuesday night, first game of the series with mm-hmm. Atlanta. I think he came in on a breaking ball mm-hmm. and then the fastball a little bit outside. When, yeah. when you put together an at bat like that, you know, mm-hmm. you don't bite on a pitch that maybe yeah. you can't do anything with. Then you get the pitch to yeah. hit. How gratifying! Not that just that you hit home run. Yeah, that's gratifying yeah, enough. Yeah, hundred percent. But that it came because of that approach because yeah. you were able to get to the pitch you knew you could do something
2: with. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know. I think when uh, when hitters get locked in, um, you can kind of spray the ball all over the field. Um, you know, first at bat, I was just trying to see a ball over the plate that I could do some damage with. Um, obviously, you get scouting reports and you get ideas about guys I faced Charlie before. Um, I remember from 2020, uh, I think I had a bases loaded at bat against him, my second at bat. I went back and watched some video and he started me off. Uh, I believe he started me off with a cutter. Uh, so I was, in my mind, I was thinking maybe he'd try to spin something. It's my first at bat. Um, you know, I got the cutter over the plate, put a good swing on it. was fortunate enough to lift it, get it out to the center field. Uh, and then the second at bat, you know, they don't call him Uncle Chuck for, for no reason. You know, I played with Charlie, and he's got one of the better breaking balls I've ever seen. So, um, obviously, you always have to respect that, especially early in the count. Um, after he threw me the first one, you know, I thought it was a little in, but uh, caught the plate. And then uh, at that point, I wanted to really just make sure I was staying on the hard stuff. Um, so, you know, tried to win heater there, and I was fortunate enough to put a good swing on the ball and hit a double on the line.
0: When you uh when you hit the home run, you you give a little Euro step on uh, mm-hmm. the way to third base. Yeah. I, you know, and it kinda gets the crowd into it and, and who had yeah. hit one for them. There was somebody who'd given a little razzmatazz for them on the yeah. on the base pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but you know, you, you don't overdo it. Yeah. But but you enjoy a trip around. that you should enjoy yeah, a trip sure. around the bases, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. I mean last year the whole I don't even know what how that even happened. Um I've kind of always done it. It's more of like a hesitation thing. I don't know why. I don't know if it's it was like... the
0: Toronto one last year, right? Yeah, right. no, it
2: was against Atlanta, actually. Was Atlanta? It was in Atlanta. Yeah, and that one That's was just because right. of the moment. You know, yeah. I just kind of got caught up in the moment. It was cool, you know, getting to show the emotion. Um, and again, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where a guy strikes you out, they show emotion. I think it's just part of the game, and obviously it's never to show anyone up or anything. Um, but I always do that little hesitation thing. I know the Braves, they do their thing too. Acuna does a little something around third um, you know they do the they do the ch- I think everyone has their own little, yeah. little vice so um, you know I think it's part of the game that makes it kind of fun you know and it makes makes it interesting when guys are getting hit so you got to have fun right it's a tough game so yeah
0: and it, I, I feel that we're in a pretty good place in the game where, mm. that, that you know, th- there's no more than, oh, my God, he's showing me. Oh, but yeah, again, no, There's 100%. probably a line you can cross somewhere, but oh, you guys 100%. are nowhere near that line.
2: Yeah, and knowing, I guess, knowing the situation in the game, right? Like, if you're winning 7-1 and then you sit and stare at a homer, you know, for 24 seconds, yeah, that's a little different than, you know, you hit a go-ahead homer in the eighth and you want to celebrate it a little bit. So, like you said, there's a fine line, but uh, – you know, I, I I, obviously, I think most guys are pretty good about never crossing it.
0: An interesting conversation on the show uh, a couple weeks back. Tim Wakefield was with us, and, and he was talking about the, the new economics of the game. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of super high-priced, super elite yeah. superstars and a lot of rookies. Mm-hmm. And, and that 27, 28-year-old, mm-hmm. I don't want to say middle class, but yeah. in a way middle class, mm-hmm. that he was saying – That's kind of always been the glue of baseball, right? Those are the glue guys. And you're kind of in that stage right now, right? When you're healthy, Mm -hmm. you're a grit guy, you're a glue guy, you work your tail off, all of that. Mm -hmm. I feel that there's becoming a bigger appreciation for those guys than maybe there were. Because, again, teams use up a lot of their budget Mm -hmm. on the $250 million contract. Yeah. And they augment that with yeah. some 700,000 minimum guys. Yeah. 100%. But you got to have some guys who have played the games. You yeah. know, we hear, you know, you go to Johnny Gomes and yeah. Mitch Moreland. I, mm-hmm. I feel like you're kind of cut from that cloth a yeah. little bit. Do you kind of yeah. feel that role a little bit?
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a
0: blue collar role. If yeah, you know call it for
2: that. sure. You know, um, you know, I just think it's one of those things where, I mean, I'm always going to be that way regardless. I think it, I think it doesn't really even matter, you know, if 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 if, if, if I was a guy at the top tier or the bottom tier, I think I'd still be the same guy. It's just kind of, it's kind of just the way I was brought up through the minor league, just kind of the way that I've always kind of played the game. So um, and even getting to play here in front of the fans. I know that uh, you know, that's what they appreciate. You got to play the game hard, right? And I think that you can't ever take this game for granted. I feel like I've had it uh, almost taken from me a couple times. And uh, I think that's the reason why I kind of just always do everything with a hundred, hundred percent effort, you know, at the end of the day, When I'm done playing, I don't want to be that guy that looks back and and says, I could have done more, I could have done this, I could have done that. But, uh, you know, I just want to be known as the guy who was always hustling, you know, I always played the game hard, always played the game the right way. Um, Yeah, I think the guys like that are definitely important. You know, um, when stuff kind of starts getting crazy, you just try to stay even keeled and and keep going about your business the way you do every single day. So, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, I've I've got to uh, see Mitch Moreland play and the Johnny Gomes and... The guys like that and obviously they're they're great players i think they're just as important as as uh as you know the the top tier you know your bryce harpers and your rafi devers and everything you know um obviously as a player i never want to put a cap on myself or a floor or anything you know but um yeah i mean it is what it is so uh you know i show up to the field every day and just give as much effort as I can and play the game hard.
0: And I didn't mean to suggest that the money makes you yeah. that player. Oh, I mean, no, 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 I mean, if no. If, no, yeah. if he's if he listening, <laughs> if he wants to give you 200000000 million, yeah. I'm sure you'll, you know, Tom O'Connor will absolutely, Tom O'Connor yeah. will absolutely listen to the yeah. call. But my, my point is, Teams aren't spending that money to find those guys. You know what I mean? Because they're using up the money for for the for the rookies and the big money guys. So those guys kind of don't always get thought of in construction of a team. Yeah, yeah. Whether whatever the money is. Yes, yeah. Right? You know what I mean? They're they're not thinking that way. And I think that's a really important aspect of roster construction.
2: No, absolutely. Yeah. Tony
0: Fan's kind of a guy like that, right? You bring in a guy like that. Veteran, been around, maybe not in that top 10% of elite player, but
2: a guy who means a lot to a team. Oh, 100%. I think it's the way, mostly it's the guys that you see that kind of go about their business the right way. Those are the, you know, that's kind of the class there where it's guys that are, you know, they're always in the big leagues and they stick around for a long time. They do the little things right. I think that that stuff's important. And, uh, yeah, I mean, not not enough can be said about, I mean, you look at every single team, you're going to have guys like that, right? So, like, uh, for the most part, I mean, you get, look at a guy like Matt Carpenter with the Yankees right now. Um, obviously, it's unfortunate that he broke his foot, um, but he's a guy who... Really important guy on that team. Yeah, and he is. I mean, he, the turnaround he's had in his career, you know, obviously uh, that's our rival. But as a fan of baseball, I watched him with the Cardinals and getting to see what he did make the adjustment and seeing it work was awesome. So, well, there's guys like that on every team, you know. I mean, uh, look at the Orioles. You know, you've got Odor, who's just kind of a grinder and probably keeps the, that younger group. Um, together and keeps guys on their toes, and you know keeps guys always working. Um, Trevor, because obviously I mean he's making a lot of money, but he was that guy for us that came in and was a glue guy, as you could yeah. say. You know, it's you know it demanded that guys kind of, not demanded, but it was you know you got to work. We got to work to get better. Um, I think every single team's got it. You know, sure. uh, Tampa. I know Kiermaier was like that. He was always welcoming of the younger guys, welcoming of the older guys, but he was more of that guy who would just kind of keep people on their toes and, you know, make sure everyone was working.
0: Is it a little weird now? I mean, you're 27, you're Mm -hmm. an old married guy. You're not that young guy anymore. Mm -hmm. No, but, you know, I mean, all of a sudden, I've talked to a lot of guys over the years, there kind of comes that day where you look up and you say, you know, I mean, you are who you are. Yeah. But all of a sudden, there's these guys who are four or five years younger than you on the team. And all of a sudden, you've got some things that you can pass on. Yeah have you embraced that you, yeah 100% you know, a more the veteran the experience you've been through yeah
2: absolutely I think uh I think a lot of the things just come from like you said experience um and I know when I was that age and I was struggling that's probably all I needed was a pat on the shoulder from either a veteran guy or a guy that was older that had kind of been through it um you know coming up with the Giants it was a little uh it was a little more old school those guys helped me out a lot but uh you know we had a bunch of older guys and those guys were really good at what they did and um, they all they had a lot of success so getting to talk with those guys and those getting to learn from those guys was was special um, and then moving around team then you, you go to Tampa and it's the opposite it's all young guys um, but yeah I think that the experience is what really gets you to to kind of understand you know we're all in this together you know we're all on the same team we're all rooting for each other and uh, it's a, a tough game you know there's going to be ups there's going to be downs and uh, it's just part of the learning experience so as, 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 if you can make every moment good or bad a learning experience I feel like that's only going to be beneficial to you.
0: We've talked over the last few years about what you've been through the whole journey the injuries everything you've been through mm-hmm. um, when you kind of look at it all and sum it all up how's it changed you? How are, are you you know you said before I'm sure you appreciated the game from day one mm-hmm. but now you're back out here playing every night having success, do you appreciate that more than maybe you did three years ago, four years ago? Uh,
2: Yeah, I think so. Um, I think the reason why is uh, it was always kind of like, I guess the game, you always think that the game's just gonna give give you back whatever you put into it. And sometimes that's just not the case. You know, you can put in 150% max effort and the game will give you fifty percent back. That's just how this game is. I mean, it's it, it truly is a game of peaks and valleys. Uh, but for me, I think the biggest learning experience that I had was, you know, in those days when I wasn't able to play, um, just like sitting there and then thinking, oh, when I come back, everything's going to be fine. I mean, I think that, I think that it, you kind of learn some stuff about yourself. You learn about about your weaknesses. You learn about your strengths, and then. Once you get back into playing and you kind of just relax and just play the game, I think that that's what helps the most. Uh, and obviously, you know, being healthy is, is the biggest, that's the biggest thing for for most, if not every player. Um, and, you know, unfortunately I've had some crappy luck and stuff's happened, but that's part of the game. That's part of the learning experience. I think it's made me better as a person on the field and off the field. You know, I've been able to sympathize with people. I've been able to, to kind of, uh, you know, carry myself a different way and again, not take anything for granted and to and to always play one hundred and ten percent and 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 to do whatever I can to help our team win.
0: You've had some stretches though, October last year. Mm-hmm. Virtually no chance to get ready for the playoffs. Right? Yeah. I mean you come back yeah. right at the end. Yeah. Uh and then you go off. Mm-hmm. How, how how much fun was that yeah. to be not just a part of it, but to be an impactful part
2: of it. Yeah, I mean, it was great. Um, there's nothing like postseason baseball, right? Like this, especially here at Fenway with the atmosphere and everything. It was pretty electric. So, um, but I think that that came down to AC kind of having an honest conversation with me when I when I came back uh, from COVID. It was just like, a, hey, man, we got to get to the postseason before we can even talk to you about you playing in the postseason. So he's like, this is what we're gonna do. I'm gonna try to get you in some games, get your timing down, um, but at the time Iggy was playing great. And I told him, I said, I totally get it. I want to get to the postseason just as much as the next guy. So um, if, if he's hitting 390 and he can't get out, then why, why would we take him out of the lineup? So, I mean, it made complete sense. I understood that and my primary goal was to get to the postseason. We did, we made it to the LCS. And, um, you know, to be a part of that was pretty special. So uh, it's obviously something that I'll never forget, but it was, yeah, it was, it was special stuff.
0: Yankees coming to town this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time they were here, you had a moment in right field. Yeah. What is that like? I mean, I, you know, you yeah. talked about it after. It's super yeah. accountable. It happens. We've seen it
2: mm-hmm. with a few guys, yeah.
0: right? But just take us back. When you're in that moment yeah. and you've lost the ball, Yeah. is there a worse feeling in baseball?
2: No, I mean, it's pretty obvious. If you watch the video, I was panicking. You know, I mean, that's just kind of all it is. You're kind of in, in no man's land. You know, you're helpless out there. The <laughs> ball goes up. and You know, the difference is, too, it's like, there's two guys on there's one out and you're just trying to make it a sack fly. And that's the part that stunk the most. Um, but yeah, I mean, Joey Gallo hits some of the highest pop flies ever and that they're like hard to see sometimes even on normal nights. So like, as soon as it went up, I mean, I asked every, I, I looked in, I couldn't find the ball. And, uh, I was talking with the guys in the bullpen. I was trying to get help wherever I could and no one saw it. So yeah, it's just part of it. You know, the twilight, it stinks. It is what it is. Um, you know, I know now from experience at right field is definitely not easy. You know, I know in spring training, uh, spring training, you know, you're kind of going through the motions, but all the games are during the day and you can see the ball off the bat and you're just kind of getting used to stuff. And then uh, as the season goes on, you know, there's just plays that, you know, it's it's not an easy position, especially here. So um, a lot of respect for anyone that's ever played right here. A lot of respect for anyone that's ever really played the outfield. I mean, that's, it's not an easy position to play Uh, But yeah, that ball was just, it went up and it felt like it came from the upside down, I guess, from a little Stranger Things reference there. But I just, you know, I went up and I didn't see it. And again, it's just a moment of panic. So there's really not much, you can't catch what you can't see, right? So, yeah.
0: Jaron went through to Kansas City the other yeah. day, and he said after, he goes, listen man, you know, he like you, mm-hmm. learning new positions at the major league level is yeah. not easy. No. This is not a developmental league, but sometimes because of what the team needs, mm-hmm. you're gonna be at first base
2: mm-hmm. where you haven't been before. You're gonna mm-hmm. be in center field yeah. where he's still learning. it. Yeah. It's
0: not easy to do at this level.
2: No, no, not at all. I mean, and, uh, you know, obviously the one that he had the other day was to sunball. You know, it just, it's unfortunate that it kind of happens to someone more than once. Um, I think it's really easy from a spectator standpoint to just you know kind of say catch the ball I mean sometimes when you're playing you're like just catch it or just throw strikes or just hit the ball but it's a tough game you know it's a tough sport that we play um but uh yeah I mean it was unfortunate you know you get those sun balls especially in KC I don't have my glasses on the whole game and there was a couple that they get up there I know Chicago it's kind of like that too we were at Wrigley I had one that was in the sun and there's really not much you can do about it. You know, when it's in the sun, you're trying to shade. You're trying to get over to the side, get around it, whatever you can. But sometimes you look up, it's there, and then at the last second it gets in the sun, and there's you're kind of just hoping and praying that it lands in your glove. So, I mean, what are you going to do?
0: You guys uh, get the Chris Sale news yesterday, and he wasn't here pitching, but the hope was he'd come back. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like you, of all people, can kind of appreciate what he's going through. Because yeah. you've had... Those injuries where it's not a recurring knee or a yeah. rec- right, it's something different. Yeah. You've had you know whether you get hit by a pitch, yeah. then you know, grind, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, how tough is it, you know, to, to stay positive? I think you guys, especially in baseball, there's mm-hmm. so much failure in the game of baseball. Yeah. So much of this will humble you. Yeah. That i I'm always marveled that you guys don't just say to hell with this, yeah. I'm done. You oh yeah! Know, how tough is that? What do you, especially when you first get it, right? Oh, when you yeah. first come back and then you get injured. Yeah. It, right? he gets that line drive off the pinky. I mean, my I God, know. how does that happen? And yeah. so, what what does he go through? How do you pick yourself up and get going again? What was your journey through those dark times?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, the, like like you said, it is, it get, it does it gets dark. Sometimes you wonder if you're ever going to play again. And well, obviously, when you're an uber competitor like Chris Sale, I mean, that that eats away at you. But um, the thing that I had I learned the most was like. It was always better when the guys were here and you were in the clubhouse and you got to be around the guys. Um, now it stinks when you can't go on the road, you're watching games, you feel helpless. And, um, you know, it's like sometimes you're watching the games and you almost get some like secondhand anxiety because you're just like, oh, man, you know, you, you want to do everything you can to help the team win. But, uh, you know, to see what he's going through, I mean, it's unfortunate, yeah, it really is. I mean, obviously he's a, he's a heck of a pitcher. He's our ace he's our top guy and to officially lose him for the season, I just, I just pray and hope that he's, you know, for his, for his well-being, that it's long-term health and everything that he's, he's going to be all right. Um, And it sounds like he's going to be, but it's still, you know, it's snake bitten, I guess is the word sometimes, you know, and I had to deal with it last year. Um, I know Danny Santana had to deal with it last year. Um, You know, even Sale dealt with it last year. going on three years now where it's just kind of like man you obviously feel for the guy you feel for the player but you know you feel for the person more than anything so um, you know when he comes back and he's around the boys again I think uh, we're going to try to keep him level-headed and just kind of understanding like listen man like stuff happens and I, I truly believe that you know I think I think tough times make make tough people even stronger um, and I think that uh, getting through these times, is it, it, it builds character, you know. Um, I, I don't want to sit here and say that it's going to be a good thing for him because it's obviously you, you never want to be injured, but you know, at the end of the day, I think you kind of look at it from a broad, broad spectrum and I don't know, sometimes stuff happens for a reason and you just never know. So um, it's unfortunate, but uh, you know, my prayers go out to Chris and, and his family and everything and just hoping that, you know, he stays in a good mindset, and, uh, you know, hope that see him here soon. Just give him a big hug and hope that everything's okay.
0: A couple last things here, one being uh, the post-playing career where you are clearly headed for the broadcast <laughs> booth. You know, now 15 years, we'll give you another, you know, play till yeah. you're 42 okay. or so. Yeah. So we'll give you just Trust me, uh, okay. every year you can play this, you're making four or five years <laughs> of what you're going to make in the broadcast booth, <laughs> gotcha, right? you. Got gotcha, you. So gotcha. stretch this out as long as you can. Yes. But is that I mean, you joke about it, but yeah. is that something you really think about it down the road?
2: Yeah, I don't see why not. You know, I love uh, I love talking the game. I love the game. I love everything about it. Um, you know, I get to see the guys smoltz. Uh, you know, you get to see the guys in the booth in the booth right now. I saw Harper the other day was in the booth for five innings. So he's recovering from his uh, fractured fractured thumb, but uh, it's always fun. I think that uh, you can see it in football now too, right? With Tony Romo and Aikman and uh, Drew Brees, all these guys, Peyton Manning, Eli, they're all giving insight to the game, you know? And I think, uh, I think it's always cool. You get a different perspective of the game, kind of what's going on. And you get guys, who can kind of anticipate what's going to happen before it happens. I think that's always kind now of cool. Robo's the best of yeah, it's, it's it's school, yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible. So um, yeah, no, to be able to do something like that post playing career. Yeah. I mean, that'd be That'd, that'd be awesome.
0: All right. Well, I'm not going to be around in 15 years, so if you go that long, good luck. But if it's sooner than that, I'm here to help.
2: All right. All
0: right. Uh, last but not least, you got 51 games left. Yep. Uh, the train hasn't left the station.
2: No. Nope.
0: But the, it's starting to heat up a little bit. Yeah. That wild card race is getting tougher. It uh, is. Does this team have what it needs to get there?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think we have a talented team. Um, you know, i got a talented roster. It's It's been tough baseball, you know. It's, uh, I think this is one of the ebbs and the flows of the season. Um, I think the difference last year was we got off to such a good start that we were allowed to kind of go through a tough stretch. Um, this year, got off to a tough start, went on a torrid, just a torrid run there, and then kind of hit another tough stretch. And obviously, you don't want to sit there and blame injuries and blame this and blame that. At the end of the day, like when you're in the big leagues, you got to be a capable player, and uh, you know, got to help the team win, and you got to win ball games. You got to figure out ways to navigate. You know, I don't think anyone's gonna, anyone's gonna give us. Uh, The benefit of the doubt, you know, that that the team on the other side of the field still wants to still wants to beat you, regardless if, you know, you've got Kike and Trevor and Waka and Hill when he was injured and Sale coming back. Like, it doesn't matter, Um, you know, but I think that I think we got to get back to one pitch at a time and not paying so much attention to the standings. Obviously, it's tough here when they're always blasted there. Um, but yeah, I think we got to play one pitch at a time, you know, and it's all about the small victories, win one game at it, win one pitch at a time, win an inning at a time, then win a game and then, you know, break it down however we need to, but, uh, to slow things down and just one pitch at a time, thinking big picture, but not thinking about the end of the run. Like you said, we have 51 games left. We saw what we could do in 25 games and we were, you know, 20 and five or might even been better than that in June or whenever that stretch was. But, you know, I think that obviously our team is capable of it we've done it before Um, it's just going to be about we got to believe that that's our team and we got to believe that we can go on another run like that and and make it make it interesting and get ourselves you know right back into the thick of things i mean we're four and a half five games back of a wild card right now 51 games i mean anything can happen a lot of baseball left so yeah.
0: I think the guys were here last year certainly can draw strength on you, right? I mean, a week mm-hmm. left, nobody gave you a chance last year.
2: Yeah, no. Right?
0: Three games left, going into Washington. Yeah, going into a Washington,
2: we needed to sweep, right? Like, we had to go in and try to sweep Baltimore. We lost two out of three, and at that point, it was really easy for us to kind of go, hey, you know, we're it's looking grim. Our chances are looking grim. But the thing is, and is Bogey, Bogey said it last year. He said it this year. You just have to get there. Once you get there, anything can happen. Um, you know, whoever's hot is hot. So... You know, that's our goal, obviously, win one game at a time and keep winning, stacking up victories, stacking up series wins. And, uh, you know, it's not gonna be easy. Got a lot of games against the AL East, but uh, those are the teams are gonna be playing in the playoffs. So, um, you know, I think that, uh, you know, I think that, I think we definitely have the team to do it. I just think uh, we got to kind of revert back to the slowing the game down. So um, get back to that and start tonight with a win and then build from there.
0: Perfect. Appreciate the time, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Keep it up. You're rolling. Always. Thank you, T.C. Thanks for having me. Christian Arroyo with us this week on the T.C. & Company podcast. Well, we definitely want to thank Christian Arroyo for spending some time. Uh, Great to get his take on what's going on with this team and what's going on with uh, Chris Sale, the injuries, all of that. Uh, Jaren Duran, just really insightful stuff. But before we wrap up uh, this week's edition, we want to bring back Tyler Baronski. Had a big tease at the end of the Open today. Uh, You know, I didn't want to include it because I didn't want you to overshadow Dennis Eckersley announcing his (laughs) retirement, uh, but this is your last edition as the company in the TC and Company podcast. Uh, I'll let you take it away and give us the news. Yeah,
1: I got to be the dumbest person to announce that he's leaving us in the same week as uh, Dennis Eckersley. How about that? But uh, yeah, this will be my final episode uh, heading over to NBC5 in Burlington, Vermont, to be a On air, um, you know, news reporter and fill in anchor for them. So excited for the opportunity. Your old stomping grounds, TC Spot. So uh, I'm excited for the opportunity. And, you know, I I have Nesson to thank for helping support my goals and my aspirations. TC to give me this opportunity. For those that don't know, I signed up uh, to be a behind the scenes person at Nesson. That is my full time job there. You didn't need to give me this opportunity. Nesson hasn't needed to give me any opportunities on this side of things. So the fact they have and it's definitely helped me get this next opportunity i'm I'm very thankful so well
0: i'm really happy for you i'm so proud of you uh you've worked for this uh you've earned this and you're going to the place i started my career for better or worse you can (laughs) name wptz you're smart because uh well i don't i'll get in trouble the people in plattsburgh new york are not going to be happy with me but the the station used to be in plattsburgh new york uh which is the other side of lake champlain now it's in beautiful burlington Burlington, Vermont. and plattsburgh's a great town don't get me wrong. we had fun there for a couple years uh, but Burlington is one of my favorite cities. Uh, you're going to have a great time covering uh, the University of Vermont. You better mm-hmm. get some St. Michael's news yep. in there. Yep, the St. Michael's
1: I know is right there.
0: Big, big D2 <laughs> basketball program. I expect plenty of coverage of the Purple Knights. Absolutely. Uh, but you'll have a great time. Uh, they've got the, uh, the, the the independent baseball team uh, up there. Are they still the Lock Monsters? I think yep, the, still Lock the Lock, Monster. Lock yep. Monsters. And, uh, and brand, new, uh, brand new arena being built for UVM. Uh, the basketball team is always in the hunt. And uh, the hockey team is uh, a great program, so I think you're gonna have a blast. You're looking forward to it, I know, and I know. To, uh, but by the way, you're a news reporter up there, sure. But you'll do some sports, I'm yeah,
1: sure, time time. definitely. I think they're. I'm thankful. Them. They seem pretty open to have me do different opportunities. You know, not everything's hardcore news every day, so we will mix in some sports, some lifestyle content. But yeah, they're, I'm just very excited to get up there and get things going. And like you said, it's a beautiful spot. So. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun.
0: Congratulations. We will see you up there because uh, my son still lives up there. Yeah, so absolutely. So I, I got, got to be up there quite I do want to say
1: one quick thing to uh, thing too because like to thank you again because this has been surreal for me. I grew up a Boston sports fan, so to work in Ness and to be around these Boston athletes and a funny story prior to Ness and I was coming from college at the Dan Patrick School Sportscasting. One of my instructors, her name's Debbie Taylor, formerly Debbie Roblowski, who used to be a Ness on-air talent That's and right. you know back then when you're in college, you know, for me the Nessons, the ESPNs of the world, those it's like a whole different, it's very big time. It's like to hear people from that. So I'm like, when she told me she worked in Nesson, I was like, literally, the first thing, and I kind of feel funny saying it now, but I'm like, oh shoot, you know Tom Karen? Like, you worked with Tom Karen? <laughs> yeah. So, that was only like 3 or 4 it. years. She ago said, No, I've never heard of the guy. <laughs> yeah, but she's uh, great.
0: She would by the way. She, she was our first great baseball yeah. reporter. Uh, when I started here, she was on the Red Sox beat. Uh, she's a wonderful yes. person, a uh, great reporter and you, you were learning from the best. Though.
1: Yeah, she's awesome. So to have that I mean a few years Heiser, ago Yep, yep, and, and, Cordy. And Debbie
0: <laughs> and and of course Dan Patrick. Yes. I mean you 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 did well. You, yeah, learned, from did the, well. you learned from the good ones so then you dumbed it down with me. <laughs> and now you're going off and uh into the uh, into the wilderness to start on.
1: But yeah, no. It's been, it's been pretty surreal. So, thank All you right. again. So, good luck. We'll do a Where Are They
0: Now uh, edition of the TCA. Yeah, don't forget
1: about podcast. me yet, Boston. Next next don't forget we'll, about me. Next,
0: next year, we'll reach out to Tyler and, uh, you know, after he's covering uh, the, the cold snap and the 28th consecutive day below zero, uh, we'll see how that's going. Uh, just kidding. Everybody in Vermont, it's a great state. <laughs> it's, it's always warm. Uh, Tyler, good luck and cool. thanks for everything.
1: All right, thanks, appreciate TC. Appreciate it. You.
0: Tyler Boronsky with us. Uh, thanks to Christian Arroyo and thanks, as always, to you. Uh, for liking and subscribing and doing what you do to keep us going. Uh, We'll see you again next week as we wrap up this edition of the TC and Company Podcast.